0: Prepare to attack as a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, WaWaz Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashthoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit WaWaz Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to help improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. This episode is all about, is all about Widow, and I am Bob Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob, and I am joined by Coach Hyper X Spiffy. Hyper, thank you for coming, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Uh... You know, basically just another coach from uh, WBC. Uh, you guys have been doing this with a lot of our other coaches, so it's time for the widow one. So that's when I wanted to step in. Hero, I've, I've been playing sniper heroes my whole time playing FPS games, so this is kind of like the first character I ever gravitated towards. But excited to tell people about her. I think she's somewhat underused, not as popular in the meta, but I think with the newest buffs, I think she definitely is getting there.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen her in quite a few uh, quite a few games as of late. Well, uh, let's, just, let's just move into the character overview. She is a hit scan character. Uh, it means that when you shoot the shot, it, it hits almost immediately. There's no travel speed. Her weapon is the Widow's Kiss. It is a sniper rifle and also a SMG-type machine gun. Uh, uh, she has a, a grappling hook that can move her around the map and get her out of trouble or get her to hard to reach places. She also has a a mine called the venom mine. Her ultimate is the ultimate infra site. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to move us along to goals of widow. What
0: would you say some of the goals of her are? Uh, I think the the goal of her, I mean when people play her in in team environments is to Get the first pick advantage, you know, knock someone out really quickly, make it a 6v5. Usually your team is going to engage and you're going to take some high ground in the back. Sometimes you even use this bait, let them dive you, and then your team can kind of collapse on them. But the whole goal is to keep or get that first pick and then keep that peak advantage. Uh, and what I mean by that is like even after you win a team fight, don't stay in the back. Try and get a little bit more aggressive so you can keep staggering like the squishy, the supports that are kind of trickling in from spawn. So I think those are the kind of the, her main goals, just basically take one squishy out out of the game, really, really focusing on DPS and, and supports, getting them out, one-hit KO right to the face, get all 300 damage, and uh, yeah, just basically using her to, to stagger your opponents.
1: And it's interesting that you say draw them in, because I see that a lot when I play my practice character in like the 2k range everybody freaks out and you have monkey or, or diva going way into the back and then they die and they don't even have a chance to get to her. And like, I try to explain to people just, you have to use good positioning as we get closer to her than diver, but it's hard to explain that in
0: mid fight. Yeah. I mean, her, her entire hero premise is based on positioning and kind of getting that, uh, that mindset of where to put yourself, where your grapple is going to put you. Um, if if there are characters like Winston or D.Va that are going to jump on you, make sure you're telling that your team that they're coming for me so your team can kind of go back and collapse, kill the tank, and then get the point versus like them just leaving you there in the background. Because if Widow's in the back uncontested, that is the most dangerous thing you can do. That's kind of another good tip, too, is the more you talk to your team
1: as a Widow and the more you sound like you know what you're doing, probably the less you're going to get Yelled at,
0: and <laughs> no, I think with the with the new changes that we'll get into later, I think being more vocal as a widow player is definitely uh, required now more than it was before, at least. Gotcha. All
1: right, well, let's talk about her weapon, and let's talk about sp- specifically the sniper rifle part of her
0: weapon. Oh, sorry, this one uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so basically, damage wise, like I said earlier, uh, full charge to the face is three hundred. It's on a two point five x multiplier. For the headshot. Yep. Um, I know they changed it before, where it was pretty good on the body, and I think that was a decent nerf, where you had to hit the head more. So it's okay. It's a thirty-round clip. It does next to no damage when you're using it as a as a machine gun. That's why everyone uses it as a sniper. But definitely, what people want to do here is, as you're kind of scoping in and out, people kind of like to keep the the scope on. You kind of like kind of want to quick scope back and forth, so you can kind of re see the map and what i mean by that is like when you're kind of just tunneling in on one thing with the sniper you're only able to see that area that you're kind of scoped in on but if you're able to kind of scope in shoot scope out get another picture of what the map looks like where everyone is and then kind of scope in again that's how you're going to utilize that sniper effectively
1: we'll point out she has she has her ammo is, is 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 30 but when she uses the sniper rifle shot she she uses three per shot. About how long does it take to charge it up when when you do scope in? About how long does it take to charge up to full charge?
0: I think it's about 1.25 seconds, about. Yep. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. So if you shoot it right away, it, it won't use all three bullets. Uh, it'll only use one. Oh. Yeah, so if you just kind of like shoot one and then tap it, so if you scope and tap, it'll literally only be a one bullet use, but the the, dam- the damage is like minimal. I think it says right, you have her there, 12 damage. So uh, only the full only the full scope would do that, yeah. Only the full scope will do the 120 to the body and then 300 to the face. So she's pretty powerful. Even if he, she hits the body, I mean, that could almost kill a full-life Tracer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're that's why you're kind of always focusing on the supports. Uh, 120 is like 80% of their life, or not 80%, sorry, like 60% of their life. So definitely worth it, even if you miss the head. The reload time looks like 1.5 seconds. Yeah, it was 1.5 seconds. I mean, if you're in the back, you don't have to reload it as much. I mean, uh, three, like you said, three ammo per shot, per fully charged shot, still gets you 10 shots. So I think reload time is totally fine.
1: Now, uh, I kind of want to come back to this in a second, but why don't we cover the assault rifle
0: part of her
1: weapon first? Okay.
0: Uh, so this is a rapid fire hit scan. does 13 damage, uh, 10 rounds per second, and the reload time still 1.5 seconds. Uh, this is kind of what you use at this point to, if you snipe someone at a body shot, and they only have like a, a tick left, that's when you can spray from a distance. This isn't something you use all the time, you're going to basically always wanting to be scoped in as much as possible. Uh, this is just more of like finishing the last tickle, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I believe that's thirteen damage per second. Uh, so it's not much. So you're, if you
0: are shooting that, you're definitely going to be wanting to hit. You're definitely going to be wanting to hit the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely something to hit the head. You definitely want this to be either something to finish long distance where you don't really need to scope in to get the kill. But I mean, the spread isn't necessarily too bad on her guns, so it, it's still worth it to do it at, at sometimes. But most of the time, you're trying to get that extra multiplier off the scope. So basically. You're only going to use that in a,
1: oh no scenario, like I'm in trouble, they're on me and you're going to hope that they're they're low life at that point. Because maybe if they're not, maybe it's better to just use the grappling hook,
0: which we'll talk about later to get out. Yeah. So, I mean, for the most part here is if, you know, you're getting dived on by a Winston, majority of the time you're going to not try and sit there and snipe them, right? You're going to shoot them with the machine gun, shoot them with the assault. Try and get as much damage as you can in um, before you die, or at least enough time for you to get out, or your teammates to help you. And that is hit scan as well, correct? Correct. Yeah, that is hit scan as well. That's you know equivalent to like a soldier gun, just way weaker.
1: I <laughs> will. Right, well, I want to circle back to the sniper now, and I want some some tips on how we should be aiming. Maybe some tips on sense sensitivity. Hit me with what you got there, because that's the part I think that's a really
0: hard for a lot of starting uh, starting out widow players. Yeah, so I think people when they play uh, snipers, I think only two guys have the setting in the game. I think that's Anna and Widow right now. So basically, what they have as yep. an extra sensitivity is what they call scope sensitivity. Default Blizzard's sets to to thirty. If you want it to be closer to like one to one, your sensitivity, you want to push it between like. Thirty-three and forty, somewhere in that ballpark. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Mm -hmm.
1: For our new people that might not know what we're talking about, what is one to one?
0: So one to one would be like so: when the game starts, uh, if you're playing Widow, and you are used to your regular sensitivity, whatever that may be, whether it's eight or so, that's I'll start there because that's what I play at. If you switch to sniper mode, you can tell that the scope is slower, right? It's not, it's not the same as eight sensitivity. It's a little bit slower. So you want to get it as uh, typically, I like to do it is get it get it as close to what you usually play on. So I'm trying to get it to a sensitivity. So if I raise that scope sensitivity up when I'm zoomed in, I can already be used to that tracking that I'm used to without the scope. So kind of just making it equal. Gotcha. And there might be programs to help you with
1: that online. I know the way that I did it was I just went into a practice range, I moved my mouse a set distance, and then I went into scope and just kept.
0: And just kept messing with it until it lined up the same mm-hmm. yeah, basically, it's pretty much what you do. Just do on bots, get it get it to where you need it to be, and then just keep practice, practicing on it. you know you definitely don't want to play on two sensitivities, quote unquote i guess <laughs> were you, uh were you done with the sensitivity part? Uh, yeah you think, go more, yeah so okay. I mean I'll tell my sensitivity just just uh, as a reference, so I play on uh, seven point five sensitivity with a 33 scope sensitivity. So for all the I'm, and that's eight hundred DPI. Yep, that was what I was gonna ask. Yeah. I think that's close
1: to mine. I'm sixteen hundred DPI, like four point five, and then my scope sensitivity is like 50 51 or fifty two or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because I remember I've the first time. The first time we that. told
0: you about it, you were super impressed or super uh, super mind blown that it, that setting existed. Oh yeah, I could actually <laughs> hip Like I could actually. Well,
1: talk about that. I could actually do the flick shots now, which. I've found that doing them and thinking about them less, I hit them more. It's almost like my mind's doing
0: it without me actually thinking about it. Yeah, and I think that's just what you just said was a good example. Like you're, you're playing at a high DPI, you said 4.5 sensitivity. And then if you're playing off the base standard sensitivity that Blizzard gives you, which is 30 scope sense, then you're definitely having to compensate a lot more than you're used to. So that's why it's not as easy to hit the flick shots. But as long as you can get adjusted closer to that one-to-one ratio, that's where you need to be. That's awesome. Uh, any more tips on like where you should be lining up the crosshairs? I mean, give me what you got. I mean, I, I think the the best part about or the best way to practice this is you always want to be a little bit ahead of your target because, of course, characters move in this game. They're not they don't always stand still. Everyone has different run speeds. or So you always want to track at least maybe like I would say like a half of a finger distance is usually what I like to say. Of course, there's going to be times where you need to flick, but that's more practice. Uh, tracking is something that you can just during An- bots and then when you get better, you can change Anubots to Lucio bots because they're a way faster target to hit, and then that'll make your your hands warmed up, your aim tracking more more warmed up, and they're definitely hard, slippery targets. Hard Lucio bots. Well, at that point, they can actually shoot you back. Yeah, the Anubots can. Lucio bots could. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, do you have anything else to add about her sniper rifle? I mean, you can always add in stuff later if you think about it to how it goes with other moves and some stuff too. Yeah, I think when we
0: get to the grappling hook stuff, we'll get some uh, some cool ways to do that flick shot. Awesome.
1: All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the grappling hook.
0: All right. So, grappling hook is a you know a linear thing. Line it up to any edge of a wall or typically anything, and it'll kind of launch you towards that area. You can kind of press. Spacebar to kind of fly a little bit higher. We read a little bit of statistics. Uh, Movement speed is sixteen meters per second. That's the pulling speed. You can go about twenty meters, and the new buff makes that from a twelve-second cooldown now to an eight-second cooldown. So it gives her a little bit more escape ability. Before twelve seconds was a long time to be down to be able to move to a different location. So I think Blizzard did a, a good job in realizing that and made it lower by four seconds. This ability is basically her only escape tool. So Essentially, you don't want to be too aggressive with this. Uh, I mean, you can if you're in the lead, and um, it'll give you a good shot. But for the most part, if you want to play on a little bit of the safer side, you want to make sure that you're grappling to a spot where you'll be— you know you're safe for the next eight seconds, right? So you don't want to grapple somewhere where you know Winston's just going to dive you, and then you'll just die. I think this is something where, at least now, it, you can— Use it more aggressively, you can use it more defensively, just because eight seconds isn't that bad, as long as you know where you're gonna put yourself for that next eight seconds. That's kind of the mentality that you need to be in, just be forward forward thinking, future thinking, and always putting yourself in a safe spot, either getting yourself to some high ground, using cliffs to give you better peak advantage towards, uh, or over shields, or um, over corners, things like that.
1: One I can think of that's gotten me in trouble is, uh, what's Winston's map? Lunar? Oh, not lunar. Is it lunar? No, no Gibraltar. No. Gibraltar. Yeah. So attacking on on Gibraltar, I start to get a little comfortable, and then we move under the the uh, the little tunnel there and around the corner, and then I go up to that left hand side, your perch, mm-hmm. and it's a really good spot. But I've been dived by Winston's really hard when I go up there, or or Divas, and so I've found. Maybe staying back there at the back right one is a little better. I have less visibility, but I'm much safer.
0: Yeah. And And uh, if
1: Winston does dive, I can go to that left one. And then he can't dive for a couple more seconds. I have a couple shots.
0: Exactly. And that's the kind of forward thinking that I'm talking about, right? Uh, Keeping track of the guys that are going to kill you, what their cooldowns are. Uh, Whether that's going to be Genji deflect, whether that's going to be D.Va flying in, or Winston diving in. Keeping track of those, knowing that it's safer to jump up and dive up and get to that good ground, get a few extra shots in and and come back. But another thing to that map when you're attacking, that first long bridge, so usually people play across on the high ground. So usually that long bridge is a pretty good Widow jump spot to to kind of get your game started. But people have started, or enemies have started bunching up in that little room next to the bridge waiting for someone to do that because that's basically a kill spot. So another way, another example of forward thinking is that if you do that as Widow, and they are like that, and they make you fall off, you're basically out of commission for the next eight seconds because you're not in good visual, good vision to shoot them anymore. So you kind of be, kind of be playing behind like a 5v6. So again, keeping track of what's a better spot you can go in. Uh, the left side of the bridge in that room in that kind of mini tower would be a better spot because it gives you vision of the room, gives you enough space to run if they dive you, and it gives you vision of that other high ground in the back. So that's just another example there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, just curious. So like, like a mercy, if you use her guardian angel and then you jump right afterwards or with doom's right, uh, secondary fire, the rocket punch, if you
0: jump right after you get a little bit more ground, can you do that with the grappling hook? I haven't tried that actually. Yeah. So you can definitely make yourself fly. I think you just press baseball right at the, right at the end of it and you can get that higher jump up that's how they do it on tv then <laughs> yeah because people are doing it where they just fly up and then they just land on the perch but if you want to launch yourself up definitely press spacebar at the end of the jump and it'll it'll shoot it but you press spacebar too early it's going to cancel your grapple hook so it's kind of play with the timing a little bit oh uh, cool all right i'm gonna have to
1: i have my jump to mouse up i mean i have it on space also but mouse up for those lucio jumping off the walls and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it just makes it so you do like 20 you know 20 jumps in the span of a second and a half and then you hit it every time you know yeah yeah yeah. it was a nice
0: tip from i think skyline gave me that one yeah that one's super helpful for lucio mains i think they they had that hanzo thing too where you can infinite climb i think they removed it out of the game now but you could be able to like infinite climb a wall with mouse wheel Oh, I, I I never got
1: to use that. So I'm he would pretty, just I'm pretty crawl sure it's like now. in like in place at the top of the wall. Yeah, exactly. You can stay there forever. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, why don't we move on to the oh, and the cooldown. We did say it was eight seconds. Eight yeah, seconds yeah, we yeah. did. It was twelve, but they moved it down to eight. All right. Well, let's move on to something that got changed recently. The the venom mine.
0: Yeah. So the venom mine wasn't a ability that was used too much uh, back. I guess before they nerfed it, people just kind of used it once in the beginning of the match and then never used it again, uh, just because either they forgot about it or or whatever. Uh, But the way it works is kind of an arcing projectile, so it kind of has a a huge drop when you throw it. It does 15 damage per second, so 75 damage total. The area affects about 3 meters, and it lasts for about 5 seconds. But the new addition with the buff is anyone that's poisoned, also Widow, only Widow, gets vision of those poisoned characters. And this is going back to, again, what I was saying, where she needs to be a more vocal character. Now that you can grapple more aggressively, grapple more defensively, get yourself in better positions, as well as see through walls with the poison mine, it's definitely being more vocal as a player to kind of tell people where they are and tell your team where they are is super helpful for her, but it just makes her more vocal than just her in the back, just like, raining down shots. Cooldown still 15 seconds. Uh, this th- This ability, for the most part, is used for map awareness either for yourself or just to get vision of, of them behind walls. You don't want to put them just on the ground. You want to put them into like little little corner cubbies. Um, and hopefully people run by them, that way you can track them for the next five seconds and, and see where they're going. But let's say you grapple to a certain area and you're not really watching your back, you can definitely put, put it behind you. So when you hear it pop, you know to look behind you, things like that. So it's just more of map awareness for you and your team. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I haven't gotten real
1: good at utilizing that tool so i oftentimes use it as a oh i just got jumped on i'm going to use the mine in addition with my little smg and try and kill him with that
0: (laughs) yeah i mean Um, it's so it's not a bad thing just to throw it into a fight too i mean again it does it does aoe damage so it's not going to just hit on one target if if you throw it on a reinhardt shield and it falls down you're going to get reinhardt Uh, it'll still do 75 damage it's not a bad uh, addition but definitely using it more often than not. Once it pops, you shoot it again. There's no harm. There's no downside to it.
1: Well, and that leads me to my next question. You said it's a it's AOE, so does that mean if it hits more than one person, you get the sight on more than one person? Correct. Yep.
0: So if it hits three people, so you can get... So chokes would be really good if yeah. you are that close. So I'll, I'll use Temple of Anubix as an example. So when you're defending, you can put... So I guess when you're... If you're attacking, your, your opposing is attacking... And they go to that left door to go around the side where that big health pack is. The, that usual route on the left side. If you yeah. throw the the venom mine in the corner of that that pathway, when they walk by it, they'll get they'll get hit as they run in. And then you can see them in the wall and see what they're gonna do, see how they're gonna split, and you can usually get between at least two or three people running in, depending how clumped up they are. So that's super helpful. And then just reusing it again on the bridge uh, and just getting more map awareness, map vision. So when it disperses. It has
1: like point five seconds for so it's um, I mean it's not like a gas that's gonna hang 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 around there. They all need to be there when it gets popped for them all to get hit,
0: right? Yeah, it'll be it'll be an instant pop. So if it's not going to just sit there and keep popping whoever walks by, it has to be whatever is there at the detonation point uh, is who you're going to get. Gotcha. Well, I have to keep practicing. Yeah, just use, uh, yeah th- again, but throwing it into fights just because just doing to a Reinhardt shield is not a bad thing. If you know where everyone is, you don't really need the extra vision, just add in the damage, you know.
1: It does do fifteen fifteen damage per second, a total of seventy five. So I mean it's not that's not bad. It's not
0: bad. I mean it'll help you if someone's running in and they get they get mined. Um if the tracer's chasing you and she happens to run over it, it's gonna it might force a recall faster. Gets you a little bit safer, I guess you gives you a little bit more chance to run away. Nice, nice. All right, well uh
1: let's go ahead and uh oh, we need to mention
0: it's a 15 second cooldown. I don't know if we mentioned that. I did not. Yeah, 15 second cooldown for that one. So, using it every time you can when it's popped or repositioning it is uh there's no downside to it. Always it's always effective. All right, well, let's move on to her ultimate, the infra
1: sight, which I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea when the best time to use this <laughs> is and I always end up holding it a long time because I'm waiting for like like the team to get set up right and I just don't really know what I should do with it. We'll
0: just run through the points here. The area effect is global. It's a worldwide effect. Casting time like a half a second. It lasts for 15 and a half seconds. Basically, I'll say when you use it, you want to use it when you're about to engage a team fight. But the whole, the whole part of Widow's Mindset is to basically keep in mind when people die so you know how to stagger your opponents. So that's also another attributing factor for when to use your ultimate. Right? You don't want to use your ultimate when half the team's dead. There's no really point to that. So if you know that you did a team wipe, don't do it right after that either. You know, Definitely using it to get a view of the map when you're about to jump in. That way you don't get snuck up on. You're able to see, again, it's a global skill, so everything. Um, and, and Ev and all your team sees it too. Correct. Your entire team sees it as well. So it's, again, another great part of her. Um, You want to be vocal when you're going to use it. So uh, don't just throw it when you get it. Be, a, be wary of who's alive um who's flanking um and and so on but i think the most important part of this is when you do ultimate take a quick like mental snapshot of where all the heroes are in your mind because once that 15 and a half seconds is done you still know where they're going to be right you're use it to your advantage um just be again be vocal um, and then keep track of that kill that kill feed that's going to be the most important part and really train your mind on how to use it. And again, when to stagger or how to stagger your opponents. If you know, uh, Lucio is staggered in the back, just sit in the back for a little bit, wait for him to come in, shoot him or same thing with honor or whoever other supports. And I don't know if it'll help anybody, but the effect does
1: persist through your, through your death. So if you pop it and then you die, your team still gets the, the effect of it for, for 15.5 seconds.
0: Yeah, I think that, that so. this is basically just mental snapshots, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier with the scope, scoping in and scoping out. You're taking mental pictures of the map every time you get a view of the map. Um, that way you know what everyone's position is. You know when where those guys are trying to kill you are at. Uh, you just Her biggest key to succeeding with her is map, map awareness, and that's why all her skills are geared towards that way. So definitely positioning map awareness is her two biggest things, and this gives you both. Nice, well, do you have anything else to add to to the infrared site? No, it's pretty much it. I mean, just keep track of that kill feed that's gonna be the most important thing to tell you when to use it and when not to use it. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about
1: uh, the the quick scoping that you're talking about, not really quick scoping but just scoping out then scoping in. I see that a lot in pro in pro games and it's a very active play. I find myself oftentimes getting lazy and not doing that, and I find it hurting me bad. So Widow's not a character that you can really be lazy on and just, you know, sit back and shoot.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I, no character is. Yeah, I think, the, I think people are under the impression that all Widow does is stand in the back, stand still, and just be like a huge um, firing target uh, just to shoot 300 damage, 300 damage, you know, in the back. But she's a very active character if, if played right, if you look at any of the good widows out there, like Taimu or sure back in the day, like these guys are really, really active. They're constant scoping in, scoping out, just keeping their mind and aware, but they're doing the scoping in, scoping out more just because you want to get again get that map awareness back back um this is without being sounding too redundant, but that's the whole point. um It's easier for you to switch targets when you're scope or when you're out of scope just so, so you can see who you, the next target you need to focus it focus with. Um, if you stay scoped in too long to the same area then you just tunnel vision which is again one of her weaknesses because you want to make sure you're looking where the flankers are and stuff like that Kefri, for example is really really good at scoping in scoping out so i would recommend watching any of his clips to get widow tips
1: you need some thick skin playing widow also Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people especially in the lower elos that are gonna immediately not have faith in you and i would recommend a little practice before going in and just trying it but she's really really fun when it's working out but oftentimes if you're not seen in the kill feed a lot then your team thinks you're not doing anything even though you might be doing a lot of damage if you're not getting those head shots then people are
0: probably going to be a little upset yeah i think people just need to see uh, i mean if you're providing consistent damage and you're calling off who you're finishing like if you shoot a target and you hit him once and he has like one hit left you know call the target say that you know like one hit or or whatever i mean you have the biggest you should have the biggest vision at all times you can definitely call a lot more targets you can see where your team's engaging versus your teammates that are kind of in the mix might not be able to see so being the eyes for your team
1: all right well uh let's move on to strengths and weaknesses and like like what team comes to player with what what
0: to not play her with, stuff like that. Okay. Well, I think her strength is again getting that early peak advantage, getting to the nice high ground when your team's going in, giving yourself enough vision to get picks on supports as they're trying to heal or as they're kind of running away from the dive, and then staggering once you do get those kills. You know, playing front facing, playing a little bit more aggressive, uh, watching spawns. I think those are her, those are her huge strengths. She's typically played. Uh, she could be played right now in the three the three one two meta which is three DPS, uh, one tank, and two supports. It's not bad. So you can do like Bear, Genji, or Tracer, like those those three interchangeably could be the two DPS along with the Widow, as well as like a Winston or a D.Va for your tank, and then like a, either Mercy Zen or Mercy Lucio for your uh, supports. So in those situations when your team's doing doing the aggression, it gives you a lot of space in the back to keep firing. As long as you're positioning yourself with the dive, your, your team's a lot faster than you are, so definitely using the grapple to your fullest potential is what you need to do, because if you grapple somewhere and your team dives over to the left, you're basically waiting till you either get your next grapple or you have to jump down and put yourself in a more vulnerable position. So I think any composition where it's super, I guess, stationary, that's she, you, can be, you can play her there, but I think she works the best in dive comp uh and the 312 compositions just because your team gives you so much space to just stand there and be that long distance damage that it really works out for you plus if their two tanks dive you or if their tank dives you you just they just lost their tank on, on their dive so again that kind of bait and switch per se kind of idea gotcha
1: When's it time to change off of her? Like uh, maybe a, like a really heavy shield comp would be my guess or something like that.
0: So I'd say she's not that good when you play against dive comp. Uh, I think that's why the character died for so long. Because you're playing three to four counters to this character. And although Widow is good in the back if a team protects you. But if you're playing against like Winston, D.Va, Genji, Tracer. Uh, and there's not enough high ground or elevation to kind of move yourself. She's going to be really hard and it's going to be really frustrating for you to play just because you can probably only get a couple shots in. If you miss them, they're probably just going to dive you really quickly and then dive back out. That'll probably go down to her weaknesses. Uh, she's really, really bad against dive comp, not a lot of escapability. You know, one bad grapple and you're just too vulnerable to die, you're too slow. But if you have a team that, realize that realizes that and can play uh, plays kind of a composition where if they dive you, they kind of collapse on the dive, then she could be somewhat more playable. It's just going to be waiting to use that grapple to get out when they dive you. And you have to know, like you said earlier, if you wait for Winston to dive or D.Va to dive, you know you have a few seconds to get up there and get a few shots up before they have that cooldown again. So you can kind of play her that way as well. And uh,
1: probably goes without saying, you probably shouldn't play her on maps that don't have long sight lines.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of maps to not to not use her on. She's not that good on most King of the Hill maps. But a, a, the maps with like a lot of verticality and good grapple areas and ways that you can at least... Good run paths, I guess, for Widow. After you need to, you need to get out. I think those are those are really good maps. But I would say, like, uh, let's give let me get an example, like Lighthouse or Ilios Well. Uh, not a super good Widow map. I mean, people will play her on there, but uh, the spots that you do get to, there's not a lot of space for you to run the maps. Pretty small in terms of where you need to fight. But any big, any large maps like Gibraltar is a fun Widow map. Hunnamur is a really good Widow map, and Eichenwald. On streets phase is really good. Hollywood street phase is really good. And with a lot of verticality, a yeah. place for you to run to is, is, is fun for her. It's a playground for her. Yeah, it's one, of the, it's one of the
1: problems I found when I first started to practice her was I'd go to quick play, and then I'd get all these maps that weren't good to practice her on. So I was <laughs> just like, and then, but it's I've been saved as of late because free for all death match or team death match. You're back in the action, practice it
0: practicing your mechanics immediately yeah i think that the two the two the new modes that came out like you said the deathmatch modes really really fun area for widow to get in you can get a lot of quick shots in, flick shots in Uh, they have jump pads you can work on your you know kind of aerial shots so i think the, the castle map at least is definitely a fun place to practice widow oh yeah i've had a good time all
1: right well uh, common mistakes that a new widow might make. I think we've
0: covered a lot, but do you have anything else that you could think of? Uh, no, but just to kind of recap, I guess it would be grappling too aggressively. Where after you shoot this, shoot this guy, you're basically gonna land in uh, the enemy team. That's pretty much the, me- the most common mistake I think <clears throat> is not realizing enemy cooldowns to know when you're safe from grappling or safe to get to a new position and alt management as well as a common mistake. People just kinda of throw it when they get it and hope for the best. They just think, you know, when's when's it when is it not a bad time to have wall hacks on, you know? But there is a good time and a bad time to use it. And I think just watching that kill feed and making sure that you know who's alive and if it's even worth it to, to do it. Uh I think those are probably the two most common mistakes. and
1: by wall hacks he does mean her <laughs> her ultimate. It took me many hours of the game before I finally just asked someone I was comfortable with, okay, what does wall hacks mean? <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. When well you can see him through walls. Cause I was thinking that they were using some sort of. Cheat cheat. or something. <laughs> I was like, what is wall hacks? Cause it says hacks, you know? So it's, it was interesting to finally find that out and be like, Oh, I should have just asked earlier <laughs>
0: any additional pro tips you can give our listeners pro tips. I think I would just say, practice a lot. Honorbots is really what, what taught me how to play Widow uh, the most. Trying new things, you know, if you're really, really trying to focus on grapple shotting and like, you know, hitting those really cool aerial shots, just keep practicing it, like don't get discouraged, like always go for it. Make sure you uh, practice tracking or at least warming up uh, before you get into quick play. Uh, I usually do about 20 to 30 minutes on Honorbots, uh just regular tracking, not even shooting on low ground and high ground, so you can get kind of the different elevation angles. Uh, a high ground shot's definitely a little bit more complicated if they're closed up versus a uh even ground shot. But I would just say she could be a frustrating character at times, but stick with her. She's super good and can be super effective if you get good with her.
1: I find a big tip for me, I don't know if it'll help anybody else, is don't get don't get super tense try and loosen up try to breathe because when you loosen up you actually do a lot better I find that with Hanzo and with her cuz I'll tense up on the mouse and then I'm not as as as
0: mobile as I could be Yeah and that's and that's half the part of doing that quick scoping thing it keeps you active it keeps your hand active doesn't get you um lazy keeps you moving and your your mind moving all the time so it kind of forces you oh. to to stay like that
1: Good call good call okay And then uh Maybe one beer might help. too. <laughs> one or one or two. Maybe start with a tequila shot. Tw- Twenty-one and older listeners. <laughs> yeah. Once you go past that one, though, it's kind of like pool.
0: It it just gets worse from there. <laughs> but yeah, you still have to care less, and you can just you know be free. Yep.
1: Well, why don't you sum us up with some
0: final thoughts? Um, final thoughts, of the Widow. I would just say practice the positioning. Uh, And map awareness, just keeping those two in mind when you're going into battles. They keep your tracking ahead, I guess, like half a finger distance, and then kind of gauge every character speed and learn every character speed when you're shooting. Because, again, you know, people are faster than others, they've got faster speeds, and you have to adjust for every single one. So, yeah. Whether that be on on practice modes or whatever, but learning all that.
1: The real good thing for me was finally learning that I could just track someone in the air, and you might think that a genji in the air is impossible to hit but he's actually really easy to hit once you get how he moves. Now mercy, the new mercy with her ult, she's hard to hit. <laughs> she is insane. That's a whole different story. She's nuts. <laughs> she can go any which any which way. I can't wait for Fuda to record that that prepare to attack episode. All right, well I'm going to close her out. Uh, we encourage our audience to Contact us at contact at prepare to with any questions you might have, any thoughts. Uh, I'd like to turn it over to Mr. S- Mr. Spiffy here to plug the great Wawa's bootcamp.
0: All right. So for those of you that are, you know, wanting to learn and wanting to get better, uh, we at Wawa's bootcamp provide a free coaching service to anyone of any level for any hero. So come check us out on our discord. Um, our link is just Wawa's Bootcamp on there. Uh, follow us on social media again at Wawa's Bootcamp as well as our Twitch. Uh, we have one of our pro players, uh, one of our best coaches too, uh, A10. He is a European uh, DPS player, a Zarya player, off tank as well, and he's been streaming on our on our um, uh, Twitch and you know giving off some tips and tricks over there. So if you ever catch him, make sure to ask him some cool stuff.
1: Yeah, and we encourage everyone to check
0: about. They also have a new a new website, which is. Yeah, this was Uh we just launched it. You know, go check it out. We have a lot of our guides up there as well.
1: And that should give you the links to all of their social media too and that's w a w a s bootcamp.com. Also, do you want to say a quick word
0: about mayhem.gg? I know you're a big fan. Of course, I'm the biggest fan of these guys. Um so what mayhem has done for us um is they providing us a a coaching platform, a way for us to uh make it more beneficial to the to the student uh, they're basically a platform where you can watch a YouTube video together or a uh, twitch clip together and watch it in same time so I can have a video uh with the student when I pause it, it pauses on his screen at well as well you can draw on the screen you can add pictures to kind of explain what you're trying to say and there's just a lot of cool tools to make it more beneficial for the student and the student gets a lot more out of it and we've Heard nothing but good things from all of our students when they get a lesson on mayhem to definitely follow these yeah, guys on is, mayhem.gg.
1: It is so, it is so awesome. I've I haven't got to do much coaching yet, uh, or much getting coached, but I will after this project is over and then we're just keeping up with the new characters and the changes. This has been a pretty big project, but we wanted to do it for everyone. And, we wanted to have all of the characters out quickly, so it's the only way to really do it, I think. Yeah. All right. So you can find me or Ja on Watchpoint Radio. It's a weekly news show on over on Overwatch and its community. You can find me at Blazon underscore. Bob on Twitter. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. You can also find me on Twitch at Blazin' Bob. You can find you can find Prepare to Attack on Twitter at Prepare to Attack. Where can
0: they find you, Spiffy? So all my social media is the same thing. That is at Sean is Spiffy. That's S E A N I S S P I F F Y. That's to be my Twitch, uh, Twitch, Twitter. Everything actually. Oh shoot! I don't, I don't follow you on Twitch yet. I'm gonna to need to do that. No, that's rude.
1: <laughs> now, right after, right after the show. Right after the show. I can't believe I don't follow you already. Um, is there any additional things you want to throw out at all? Plug whatever.
0: I just want to give a shout out to all our coaches that have helped out into, uh, you know, all these previous podcasts with all the heroes. Excited for the new ones, especially like you said, Fu's uh, new Mercy one because I need to figure out what her weaknesses are so I can kill her. <laughs> yeah, everybody's been great. It's been a really cool, cool
1: ride. I'd also like to thank, hold on, i got to do this right, Have Luck Good Fun for letting us use Sounds Like Overwatch as our theme music. We had messed up his name prior and had to add bumpers. <laughs> so I had it up ready. And then I would also like to encourage anybody to come rate and re- review the show we prefer itunes just because it helps out uh, in google searches and if you want to you can vote for who you would like to see in the next the next batch of episodes so we appreciate any help you can give us and i think we're out
0: awesome i thank you for having me man i love i always love a good chance to talk about widow <laughs> oh dude yeah you're always a good time